1: Hello, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me. And I'm really looking forward to today's conversation with Viknesh Ramachandran. Viknesh is based in London, Ontario, Canada, and he is the CEO and co-founder of Labely, which is a very cool HR software platform that streamlines your candidate certification management and speeds up the placement of your candidates by automating your recruitment workflows and a lot more. But before we get into all of that, thank you very much for joining me today.
2: Thank you, Ben. Much appreciated.
1: Yeah, great to have you. So yeah, Labeler looks really, really cool. Why did you create it, and for sure. whom?
2: So my background is in IT consulting, and way back when twenty fifteen or so, we were working with a client that serviced the skilled trades and mining industry in Canada. Those of you who are in this industry would probably know that skilled trades and labor very certification intense, requires a lot of training and whatnot, and so. You know, they came to us with a problem statement. They said, hey, we serve the different mines. We provide, you know, stopgap labor for them. So if there was an accident or they needed extra guys to take a shift, they'd call these guys up. And they had to literally flip through phone books trying to find people. And then when they found someone who would take the job, the next thing they had to do is rattle off a list of 30 different certifications to ask them, do you have it? Are you up to date? Do you have proof of that? And they basically said, can you help us? And I said, I'm sure we can do something to this process. And so we helped them kind of automate that process, save them hours of work. Things that used to take them days or weeks would cut down to hours. So, you know, they benefited from it. And that's where the idea got placed in me, basically. Yeah. I
1: love it. Yeah, so for people listening to this, think back to COVID times when you know, kind of when it was simmering down a little bit, and I don't know about your location, but for me, if we went to a restaurant or whatever, and they had the spaced out tables and stuff, you had to show proof that you've been vaccinated and all this. Stuff. But that's one person or a table of people. But think about a mine site where they've got health and safety regulation, 30 different things like protective headgear training and ropes training and all the different stuff, drug and alcohol stuff. And that's again just one person, but thirty different certifications, and you're trying to fill a shift and fill a large mine site every day. I mean, that's a huge amount of work, and you've just created a software solution. I love that. that there was an actual problem there yeah. that you worked with. Oh, yeah.
2: Thanks, Ben. That's very accurate. And the thing was that. You know, they don't even let you on the mine site if you don't even have the training. So you have to have it. And so if you're trying to hire someone, it's like important that you know that they are up to date so that they can get through the gate when they show up for work the next day.
1: Yeah. And again, for people listening who may be not from the mining industry, because I'm from Australia where mining is pretty big, training would often be in a different city. So they'd be in the head office, which would be in a capital city, and then the mine would be a flight away, You know, hours drive away. So you couldn't just send one to the site, that they got the right license and then maybe they might get turned back at the gate. We're talking about flights, accommodation, all kinds of stuff. So that's a huge thing you've created. That was one client problem. I guess that put the idea in your head, but you still had to build something, right?
2: Yes, that's right. So then in the midst of the pandemic, October of 2020, we decided, okay, we've got something here. I think this is a problem that other industries that require certifications and documentation like oil and gas or manufacturing, construction, they might benefit from it. And so then we decided, okay, let's re-architect the system so that it can serve all these other industries as well. And that's how we came up with Labourly and made the platform.
1: Got it. When you say other industries, what are the other industries?
2: So oil and gas, manufacturing, construction. These are the ones that have yeah. got requirements for skill trades or anybody else really. We've seen people in healthcare especially now in Canada, and also food and beverage and hospitality that require people to be hired for a short term or for a long term and you need multiple people to cover shifts and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Wow. Very cool. And it's Canada-focused?
2: We serve clients in both the US and Canada.
1: Oh, okay. That's pretty complicated because you've got national regulations, national legislation, national permits and things, but then you've got state-based and regional Based and local project-based stuff as well, I'm guessing. That's a lot of stuff to cram into some software.
2: Well, we made it pretty easy and generic to use. So mm. each tenant, as we call them, the employer or an agency, they manage what they want to track. Uh-huh. So they bring their expertise to customize their instance of the system. Their candidates are private to them. We don't share that information with anybody else. And so it's basically... Their workflow, their certifications, their candidates, we're just giving them the tools to manage all the information in one place.
1: Got it. And there's so much HR software out there. How does it fit in in terms of the employee life cycle? So you might have recruitment and selection, so selecting the right type of person, and then you are another stage along, and then you've got onboarding and learning and development. Do you need to connect with other pieces of software, or how do you get around that challenge? Or yeah, is it a challenge at all?
2: all. That's a great question. So we specialize in helping the recruitment side of things. So when you have a lot of candidates coming through, and you need to process them, get them ready for a job that you have, or if you're an agency, if your clients are requesting jobs from you, you probably have to send a bunch of profiles over to get approval before they get hired. So that's where we come in. Once that's done, we can integrate to any other platform that you use to onboard and store employee information. We obviously track all the certifications and expiry dates and send all that stuff out. But most people use us to streamline their recruitment process.
1: And I'm curious, you built this working pretty closely with one client because they had an issue. So I think that's fantastic. We run a process here called the HR Business Accelerator. We've got a, a client going through and they're working with one of their clients to develop a consulting thing. So it's not software, but still they're working with the business to refine what their final offer is and stuff. For you, branching out to other industries and stepping away from that one client? How did you evolve the product or take on more information so that it didn't just suit one client, but no one else? How did you deal with that?
2: Right. Yeah, no, that's a great question, Ben. We started off with what we knew from the mining industry, and then Mm. lots of calls, lots of talking (laughs) to people, finding out what their pain points. And you know, we've evolved to the point now where we've identified a new issue that people are facing post-COVID. I call it the deluge of applications, and this seems to be the common thing that everyone seems to be facing when it comes to hiring. You post a job out on Indeed or LinkedIn, and then you get 500 applications for a job, and now your HR person is freaking out because you're asking them to place the job at the end of the week, and there's not enough hours to go through 500 resumes. Sounds familiar? So mm-hmm. we're trying to address that problem now, and we're finding that that's a problem that resonates with people and you know, being in tech ourselves, it's easy for us to kind of pivot and move our product towards that.
1: So what would the recruiter or the hiring manager experience, what would they see?
2: What we've interjected in the process, we ask people to introduce a scroll stopping moment, You know, like social media scrolling stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And they tell you about the ads and put a picture there to stop the scroll. So what we ask is put something there to stop the quick apply. So in our case, for our clients, we tell our clients to in the job descriptions to leave a little Easter egg there saying, if you create your profile on this platform, which is customized to them, you are more likely to get viewed by us and then leave it up to the candidates. And those who actually read the descriptions will find it, will create a profile. And now instead of dealing with 500, you're dealing with maybe 20. Which is far more manageable. And if identified that this person is actually a little bit more serious in the application process, there are lots of people who say, you know, make it as simple and easy as possible. But then we also have to think about the employers.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's a very clever process to add a little barrier to make them think about their application rather than, as you say, just clicking a button. So it's done, which is a painful process, the deluge. I like that. I like that one. What would you say would be the future of Labely? Is it same, but improving the processes or adding new features and products? Cause you know, it's kind of a roadmap decision and it's very difficult to work out what to do now and into the future.
2: Yeah. We had a product roadmap, which was pretty fleshed out. And then November of 2022 happened. And ChatGPT came out and, you know, upended everything, right? I would say that it has introduced a whole new playing field with regards to using AI in work. It's not going to replace people, but it's going to enhance what people do. And a lot of the work that we do is labor intensive. It's people reading documentation. It's verifying this, verifying that. I think For us as a group and we're hearing from our clients as well and we're getting a lot of feedback from our clients how can we best adapt our product our processes to benefit most from ai so that's where we're still in the process of getting feedback and helping our clients decide the next step in our product map
1: wow It's funny you even named the date, November 22, ChatGPT comes out and changes the game. Yeah, there's a lot of companies thinking about what the next step is and how they can go with the flow in that regard. On the business growth side of things, what did you do to get the word out in the early days and then what are you doing now that's in terms of marketing and business development?
2: Sure. In terms of getting the word out, it was all the usual email campaigns, LinkedIn campaigns, blog posts and whatnot, getting traffic, talking to people, reaching out to personal networks. My wife is my co-founder and partner as well and worked in the mining industry. So we had some legacy contacts there. Now I think what we're trying to do is also bring the value to and speak to the things that we've learned in this process. So hence I'm talking to you, talking to your audience and to see how we can help them and what value we can bring to people's processes. Got it. Some
1: companies tend to jump straight to advertising, online advertising, whether that's Google ads, LinkedIn ads, Facebook ads. Did you go down that path at all?
2: We did try the ads. I would say my results were mixed. I didn't have a clear winner for that. I had a lot more success with outreach via email and LinkedIn.
1: And a lot of people would try that too. And it's very saturated since the world went remote work and there's everyone's on LinkedIn and everyone's doing the connect. And then the next thing is, Hey, buy my stuff. How do you get around that issue? Cause I think it's perfectly fair to contact people and say, you potentially could benefit from our product or service. There's yeah. nothing evil or annoying about it. it's business, but it's a tough one. How did you go about approaching that?
2: So what I did was actually just have a chat, like, you know, find out about the person and talk to them. I love talking to people. And, and you know, I sent you a message and we had a little chat before I agreed to speak with you here. And I think that's important. We miss that all the time. We get a connection request. And the next thing is I do this. Do you want to schedule 15 minutes? And my inbox is full of those messages. And I'm like, I would like to reply to every one of you, but, you know, it's become a little impersonal and a little bit frustrating from that point. So I try to do what I would want someone to do for me, which is get to know the person, talk to them about anything, really make a connection. Like typically when you were networked, you'd say, hey, would you like catch a coffee, catch a drink, something, and then take the conversation from there and see if there's value that you can bring, you know, because I'm not here to change the way people do things unless I can bring value. If I can't bring you value and what you're doing works for you, go ahead, you know, keep doing what you're doing. But if there's a pain point, if there's something that you need help with, maybe a different set of eyes on something, I'm happy to do that. Yeah.
1: On the blogging side, personally, I've always loved blogs. Would you say they're dying? Because you hear that from time to time. What are your thoughts on the company blog?
2: Actually, I love the company blog. We put out lots of useful information, thoughts on you know what's happening in skill trades in Canada, different tools recruiters can use, and I think it's helpful. Not everyone wants the watch a youtube video maybe sometimes people want to read something and having that content information now how we can help is useful i think so i don't think blogs are dead they might evolve you might have video blogs maybe but i don't think blogging is dead it's a good source of information
1: yeah it's funny i've personally have gone through lots of different training programs and they've always got hundreds of hours of videos and things like that and videos have got their place absolutely but In our own programs for the solos and startup businesses, we've kind of converted from videos to putting a lot more text-based stuff Okay. because people can just read it and boom, implement. So I think blogging is certainly here to stay. Yes, there'll be different structures and Google will deliver different results in different ways, but you just evolve your writing in that way. Are you looking at any other types of marketing in the future?
2: Referral programs, for sure. That's something to consider. I like to work with people. So the more people that want to connect and the more people that want to work together, I think we can all help each other in one way or another, right? Because if you're someone who services recruiters or you're a company that provides tech solutions and you have a client that needs HR systems, we could have a chat. So I'm happy to work our referral agreements with other partners. Yeah,
1: I think I'll probably do a standalone podcast episode on that very topic because we've had a number of different software companies, platforms, and other companies on this show, not necessarily competing with you. I think you're very unique, so don't worry. But I think it's a great idea. So if you're listening to this and you're wondering, what do they mean by referral program? It just means, for instance, if you're a consultant and you're doing diversity and inclusion stuff, while you're in there working with a company and you notice that while you're in there, that their onboarding team or the recruitment team are struggling with all these certifications, things like that, in fact, that may come up quite naturally in a diversity inclusion consulting project because they say, look, we can't get to the DEI and diversity inclusion and belonging stuff because we're just swamped with all this certification stuff. Oh, hang on. I know a company, Laborly, can let me introduce you because they could take away that stuff, which means you can work on higher value-added stuff. So as a consultant, you could refer in Laberly helping the client. So you're genuinely helping the client and you could either through a referral program, some companies they do, the consultant can do a discount for the company if they don't want to collect a referral fee. Others, they actually pay a referral fee or have it may work. So there's all sorts of different options. And then of course, the third option, which we do a lot is where we partner up different companies. And so if you're an HR related company, maybe a recruitment software or onboarding software, something like that, you might, happily team up with Labelly and run joint marketing events whether they be challenges or webinars and stuff like that. So it sounds like you guys are open to that. Is that right? Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Very cool. So yeah, what do you see the future holding? I guess it's probably around the whole AI thing. Is that right?
2: It's definitely a big part of the future. You know, a lot of people are concerned that they're going to lose jobs and whatnot. And my words to them, which I'm sure everybody else has said, You're not going to lose your job to AI. You may lose your job to someone who's leveraging it. So don't be afraid of it. Embrace it in all the different parts because at the end of the day, I think it's going to help us take out some of the drudgery so you can focus on the creative stuff that you enjoy. Mm. You know, nobody likes paperwork. I don't like paperwork. Maybe there are people who love paperwork. And if you love paperwork, then I'm sure the AI can find you ways to have more paperwork.
1: (laughs) So if someone listening to this wants to learn more about Labely, maybe become a client or refer business to you or potentially partner up in some way, what should they do next?
2: Go to our website. We have a big button that says book, demo, call. Click on that button and schedule a call with us and we'll be happy to discuss how we can help you or what we can do from there.
1: Got it. Now you guys are Canada-based, so that's Labely with a U, right?
2: Yes, that's right. Labourly with the U.
1: Okay, so www.labourly.ca. And as an Australian, I thank you for using the correct spelling. Vignesh, this has been great. I love what you guys are doing with Labourly, And I love that you're in the business with your wife as well. But yeah, you created something great, which is removing painful administrative headaches for companies and basically helping them hire more people and easier, I think. So yeah, congratulations. And thank you for joining me today.
2: Thank you, Ben.